Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Nakama Podcast. I'm your host, Sal, and I'm here with my co-host, Cruz, and our unofficial but official third co-host, Peralta, <laughs> Hello. and then her sister, Lynn. Hi. Lynn is a professor and a writer for was it Comic Book Resources, right? Yeah. I, all I saw was CBR, and I was just like, I didn't know CBS had a website that reviews <laughs> anime. <laughs> and, then it, and then it hit me. It's like, oh, CBR, not yeah. CBS. Forgive him. He's dyslexic. Sometimes. Well, All the time. <laughs> well, CVS now in California is called CVS Emas. So. I thought you were saying CBS, which made more sense in my brain. Oh, that the you c- mean like the TV <laughs> the, Yeah, that the broadcasting station would write about TV. Uh, you were talking about pharmacy? the pharmacy. Yeah, the pharmacy. <laughs> That's why I was confused when I was just like, damn, dude, they're really getting out there. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Well, neither does the Emas. That's just to let the Spanish or yeah, the Spanish speakers be like, "Oh, I can go there because yeah, it's Spanish." It sound words. like a Mexican store, but yeah. it's not a Mexican store because we have El Super, La Princesa. But anyways, so Lynn writes articles about anime using Peralta as the the test audience. If you yeah, we we did. If you paid attention the first time Peralta was on, we did get that story uh, last time about. And that was what I meant about sort of throwing uh, Peralta under the, the bus. Yeah, she, she, she painted like, you terribly. She was like, I didn't paint her terribly. This, this bitch comes over <laughs> and watch makes me watch anime. And I thought we were having family time, but it turns out I was just a guinea pig. She was. <laughs> and we that was funny. I wish I could do that with my siblings. My bro- I have to, like, bully my brother into playing board games with me. I'd be like, Moke, you have a fat-ass head. No one loves you. Play this with me. <laughs> <laughs> and then Moke's like, I guess. And then he wins, and it's- he cheats somehow. I know he fucking does. Oh, my God. Unless I win, then I know that that was fair. That 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 <laughs> time was fair. But any other time, he was cheating. Dude, he does that with me, too. When we When we play a new game, he'll be like, this game sucks until he starts winning. Yes. Yeah. That Parks game hella sucked, though. You did me and Jose dirty, and you know it. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, summer camp. You had a summer camp, and that was just because I was smarter than you guys. You you had the tactical advantage of being first. Mm, I had the tactical advantage of being smarter than you guys. No, no. You, I explained to you how that was unfair, and you know it. Next time, we'll play with you first, and we'll see if you win. I, I bet you we will. I You're bet you gonna. I'm going to hella win. But anyways, back to Lynn. <laughs> how is it being a professor? With college kids, it's fun because I teach in the comparative and world literature department at San Francisco State. And so like my focus is on Asian literature, particularly Japanese literature, but I dive into like Filipino and like South Asian. I think I'm reading one that's an Indian like contemporary novel. But like I incorporate a lot of like Japanese literature because I focus on classical Japanese poetry. Mm-hmm. So it's waka and haiku. Most people know what a haiku is, but mm-hmm. a waka is like a five seven five five seven five seven seven long poem. It's like a sonnet in some way. But um, joy of time, I like teach those type of literary like analysis of those things, and then I dive into the comparative approach where you have to compare different national literatures with it. And so, like, if we're talking about identity with like the region wood by uh, Murakami, and then you're combining it with Lahiri's the namesake, and seeing like how two different cultures or two different like individual males like grow up 
during a time where like they're transitioning from young adult to adulthood in their college years and how they adapt to that. That's where the comparative approach comes from. And so what comparative and world literature is, which most people don't know, is basically English. But the only difference is that we read literature that are from around the world and we have to know the language of it and translate it sometimes. So, yeah. Can you read Japanese, uh, all, all these other languages, like without any help? Or do you still need like, you know, the little dictionaries of like, oh, this is what this word means? I would consider myself intermediate. I did lose a little bit, but like I can read Japanese. I can watch anime without the subtitles and I can read manga by itself without Dang. translation. That's pretty cool. I wish I could read it because then I wouldn't have to rely on fan translations for One Piece. Well, I go and I wait for the official, but it's just like I don't want to be spoiled. So it's like I got to read it no matter what this says because they've been off like and it's sometimes it's super obvious for like the, there's a move that they do and it's like that doesn't sound right. But um, do you feel that people can actually learn Japanese from the anime in your professional opinion? I don't want to break people's hearts. You got it. You got to break some eggs to okay. make an omelet. Um, um, I think you can learn some phrases and I think like you can learn structurally how the grammar works. But like legit though, like the nuances they have and translating them, they're not the same. Like everyone complains on Crunchyroll about like the subtitles of things. Like it's not supposed to sound like that. It doesn't have the right word. But even when you do literature, you're transfer transferring from Japanese to English. Um, the person that's translating has to make the right calls and decisions. Mm. And so like with nuances and whatnot, sometimes you don't know what the intentions are if you're not culturally aware of it and so like for me I think like knowing the language and learning it in a classroom or whatever or even like some app is way better than just taking it in from a anime yeah because that that is a hot topic in anime which you know is I learned Japanese from anime you can learn it from anime mm -hmm. and it's like no you need to go to school for that <laughs> don't be dumb because we his cousin Jacob, we had him on here a couple times, and right off the bat, he just starts speaking Japanese. And he was—I don't know if he was trying intentionally to he be was cringy, trying to be cringy, yes. but it—it it was bad. Like he got so upset yeah. because we just cut that out. Because it's like, dude, it's in the beginning of the goddamn yeah, he episode. Was like, you censored me, and I was like, that's the first five seconds of. I don't want people to turn it on and be like, oh, cool, what is this? Oh, god, never mind, and yeah. then never listen again. So he still brings up the fact that I censored him over and over. It's like, bro. It's like it's with aggressive. Naruto, I think in Japanese. Okay, in English, they call it believe it. Like they translate it believe it. And then in Japanese, it's datebayo. And like, I believe that's what it is. But that doesn't mean anything in Japanese. Mm. And so if you go in English, like, oh, he always says this catchphrase that says, but I believe it. But then in Japanese, that phrase is just a continuation of like a particle yo, which just adds emphasis mm -hmm. to what he originally saying. And so you just add on to this English translation. Like we have to make sense of like some catchphrase and whatnot. So you have that. But if you go in the Japanese translation, it doesn't really mean anything. It's just like a particle. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I can see why they would say they would replace it with believe it then. Yeah. That makes sense. Because I guess the alternative is just have him scream the phrase and that doesn't 
<laughs> work yeah. all the time. Because I, I know that localization is like a, it's a point of controversy when you talk about anime or manga. There's a lot of people who get upset about the way it can be approached. But yeah, I mean, there's a, there's, you have to have a little bit of leeway with it. Yeah, you have to have like, there are certain things in like Japanese anime, if you watch like it and stuff, that they are culturally appropriate. But if you translate it into English, it doesn't make sense. So you either have to cut those words out or like put something that's more English appropriate so people can grasp it. Yeah, like Pokemon. I remember most people who watch Pokemon should know this where they would eat, uh, what are those oh things called? God. The rice balls? Yeah. <laughs> they would eat that, but when they were bringing it here to America, they're like, Americans don't know what that is. It was replaced with hamburgers. No. Wasn't it hamburger? No. Brock holds a rice ball. Yeah. And he, he says... Something to the effect of like jelly donuts, my favorite. And then he takes a bite. And that's the reason why every time me and Jacob go and we like, we'll often just go get those for lunch because they're a good little snack. Every time we go, we just refer to them as jelly donuts because that's what we saw when we were kids and it was funny. And as an adult, you're like, this jelly donut should not have tuna inside of it. (laughs) This will be gross, but those things are good. So how did you learn Japanese? You like you went to school for it, of course, but was it something they did early on in life or later on? You're just like, you know what? I'm interested in this. Let me start to learn this. Because Peralta did bring up that when you guys were younger, she was scrolling through the TV and you saw Sailor Moon and you wanted to say, stop, don't go. But she kept doing it. She's like, I don't care. I don't care what you want to watch. And it wasn't until later on in your high school life that that's when you're like, I love this anime stuff. Yeah, I did start at four years old with Sailor Moon. Like, legit, she was scrolling, and then she stopped, and then I watched a little bit, and then she scrolled away. And then at the time, when you're four, you don't know how to tell time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I would go on the television trying to figure out what channel it was on and then trying to figure out, like, when will it be on? And then guesstimation was that it wasn't during the evening time or the afternoon. It was in the morning. So I have to be awake around, like, 7 or 8 a.m. just to see if I can find it. And Damn. so I found it one time and then I watched it. And then I put on the Cinderella Disney movie after that. <laughs> and then after that, like, it never came back on. But, like, you know you distinctly remember something. Mm-hmm. I distinctly yeah. remembered the blonde hair with the pigtails and the meatball head. And I was like, I have to watch this again. And thankfully, like, Cartoon Network with Toonami at the time, mm-hmm. when I was, like, seven or eight, like, decided to bring it back. Yeah. And so at 4 p.m. after I came back to school, I would wait and then watch that show after Gundam to watch it. And then... And then my sister's like, Yo, you have to take a foreign language in high school. And then I was like, I want to take Japanese. And so I remember distinctly in eighth grade when we were signing up for classes, like everyone picked Spanish, but I was like, intently, I'm going to pick Japanese. So I did. And so I started with learning Japanese in high school. And then I was debating on whether or not I should do it in college, but like I already put in like four years work into it. And then I like wanted to like make sure like I can read manga in Japanese, so I don't have to pay the ten dollars because if you read a Japanese manga, it's only six bucks at Kinokuniya. Mm-hmm. So like the pricing <laughs> matters to me, um, <laughs> and so so that's why I continued on during um, college. But like I realized like I like Japanese, and then actually thinking about like literature and stuff, like I realized like I like the literature more. So I just invested a lot more time into learning Japanese literature. I tried learning Japanese through the app and I stuck with it for a bit and then I just stopped. 
just like with Spanish. It's, it's definitely hard to to do it, even if you really enjoy it. But it, it takes a lot of fucking willpower to do it, and that's what a lot of people don't think about. And they're like, I can just learn it from Japanese or like from the animes. And I know they tell you to watch it, but like don't like hyper focus on it. Like you use it to know how it should sound and how it's written compared to just copying that exact sentence or just chopping it up because that's what they also tell you to do in like Spanish or French. Mm-hmm. There's a little fact that in Japanese, like there are different phrases to say. So like you have to have the formal respectful ending sentences. Mm-hmm. And so usually you don't hear that unless it's a senpai or kohai talking to each other. So the kohai has to talk to the senpai respectfully or like they're talking to their parents respectfully. But the majority of the pa- majority of the time when it's like student to student, that's where they use casual form. And so majority of the time of people like learning Japanese, they learn the casual form mm-hmm. in anime. But then the realization is that like, but if you're talking to someone older, then you have to use the respectful forms of those words. So, yes, and, I yeah. took Japanese for six years. I did four years yeah. in high school and then I did two years in college. And that was a lot of what we learned was like, here's the distinction between these base- basic phrases. So uh, I also like I also learned French and I also learned Spanish. Um, when you do those, you kind of get through, I guess what you would consider to be like the preschool kindergarten stage pretty quickly where it's like, here's your basic stuff, here's your numbers, and here's the basic phrases you're going to need in everyday life. You kind of have to do that twice with Japanese because the basic phrases you're going to use in everyday life depend on who you're talking to. There's a different way between like going up to your friend and saying like, hey, can I use the bathroom versus like going up to somebody who is, you know, like you wouldn't do it to your grandfather. You would have to say, you know, a more respectful, there's a there's a more respectful phrase. And I, I guess it's, it's way more important to them than it is here where you can here you can kind of talk casually to anybody that isn't like a judge. Yeah. <laughs> and and no one's going to bat an eye. It seems like over there maybe there's a little bit more of a cultural significance on that. Yeah. So you have to learn everything twice. And uh, that is why it took six years and not seven or eight. <laughs> yeah. So like when you re- when you talk to someone respectively, you use the desobas phone mm-hmm. at the end. And then when you talking to your friends and what, you use the n and the da at the end and then majority of japanese manga go into the casual form of being written unless they're talking to someone that's older than them then they'll switch it up which is why when you do english translations like it's easy to see the mix-up culturally of like oh we're gonna translate it in english and make it more casual if they're talking to their grandpa but in reality like if you read it in Japanese, it's a different um, grammatical format. Yeah, it changes the mood yeah. of the conversation. Yeah. Uh, so Peralta did bring up last time that, you know, that you, she, you had, she had the whole interaction with you where um, you sort of asked her to watch anime with, with you. And then it turns out you were writing an article. Uh, what I wanted to know, what, once she told me that was, how long had you been doing that for before she caught on? <laughs> or was it just the one time? Okay. My opinions Wait, are not public. more than one time? <laughs> no, my, opi- <laughs> my opinions did not reflect the employer yeah. that I'm in. So um, 
there were a few times I did it. Oh, my it. God, I hate you. <laughs> but, like, it's not like I did it in, like, oh, you have to watch it, but you already watched it, so I asked mm-hmm. you a question about it. And then I was like, okay, that's what the general audience would want <laughs> yeah. to, me, to me to write about or reflect on. So, yeah. And how do you choose, like, what you write about? Because it seems like you write pretty regularly. Yeah. you. When I was scrolling through your Twitter, there was, like, I was like, God damn. <laughs> like, that's why it took me a while to, like, find – uh, because I've read your newest one, which everyone should do, which was about forced relationships in anime. It is It is shitty. And I heck yeah. agree with what you were saying because you brought up Rent a Girlfriend. I don't know the other two animes that you brought up. I kept reading Ichigo and I was like, was there a romance plot in Bleach? But then I saw that you were not talking about that Ichigo. But um, then I agree with you on, on that article about the forced uh relationships because rent a girlfriend is trash okay first off rent a girlfriend is great second off, <laughs> <laughs> second off no i mean that is, is still a very good point because that happens in a like i mean obviously you wrote about it and it happens in a lot of anime and i think you were right that there's uh, um probably more so to do with the uh placating the fantasy of like the person watching because i've noticed there is a lot of overlap in the kind of person that watches those anime and maybe the personal life of the kind of person who watches that anime uh and i'm not gonna say uh who in our friend group those remind me of but cough cough adrian (laughs) jacob cough cough (laughs) there's a reason why maybe they like those a little bit more than the actually vince Vince. yeah but vince yeah vince also harems in general yeah He's a harem guy. I hate it. I hate unnecessary boobies in my animes. Like, they're cool if they make sense. I don't want to watch a fight and then out of nowhere just see titties and it's just like, well, great. Now I'm confused. (laughs) (laughs) I was rooting for this guy, but now I'm interested in what what the personality is trying to say now. No, for me, harems, they tend to have to have like a, a good hook. Otherwise, because it seems like a lot of anime nowadays are just kind of like one of the default things is just it's also a harem anime. And it's like, mm. like in the isekai. Isekais in general. Yeah. Harem. I can't think of one where the main protagonist doesn't get one eventually because it seems like they always do. Goblin Slayer. If you want to know like the best harem of all time is in Japanese literature and is Genji Monogatari or the Tale of Genji because it's about this character that is the ideal um, I guess the ideal man for most women um, very gentleman like and whatnot and like he is the he was born from the emperor and a courtesan and so he wasn't in legal line to be the next emperor because he wasn't born from the empress but what ended up happening he just gets kicked to the curb but he ends up being like a Casanova and he basically has like lovers of all types of women. And so he, so in my opinion, like the best harem and I think the origin of this type of harem fantasy that most Japanese anime and manga come from is the fact that like in their literature, the tale of Genji is the most well-known harem of all time, where it's one man with several other women. But the thing is that he's not an asshole um that would just purposely leave his women he would actually like give them gifts and make sure they are okay and so he has a different like nuance to it but so, that's where i feel like most harms come from so he's like a nicer casanova yeah because casanova was very much like i'm gonna bang a bunch of women and then roll out of the window in the nighttime and they won't see me again ever yeah that's funny because that's how 
Odin from One Piece is that like that was one of his trials was that he gets kicked out of being the next emperor shogun and he's like I'm just gonna go around banging hella girls and he had like a whole cave and like the dudes in One Piece would like previously hide their there was a guy who'd be like hide your daughters <laughs> hide hide your wives because Odin's coming in oh my god <laughs> that was basically Genji because mm-hmm. he was someone that like he slept with all of like. He didn't take anyone. They, these yeah. women went willingly, first of all. They did. They did. Yeah, they really so, so everyone does it like, oh, my God, this guy has a club and just taking him to a cave. No, they went willingly. They saw him and they were like, that's better than what I've got. Yeah. It's better than what I've got at home. They're like over instantly here. moist. I must follow. <laughs> so, so, so coming back to Peralta's origin story yes. for a villain <laughs> being used as a guinea pig. I mean, I used other people, too. They just didn't know gonna, it. Yeah, I was, gonna ask, <laughs> I was like, how big is your test group? Because one person seems very, very small. Mm-hmm. I have, like, depending on the person, like, I know certain people like certain things. Mm-hmm. And so I would go to them to ask their opinion. Like, some of my friends like Demon Slayer. And so I wrote one a few articles about Demon Slayer. So I didn't mm-hmm. ask my sister. I asked them to mm-hmm. give me, like, the lowdown of what they want. And like what their opinions are, and so I look at different perspective because I already have my own perspective of it, and so I have to, I have to think about okay, if my audience is like a demon slayer fan or a casual demon slayer fan, like what is some pinpoints that they want me to talk about in this particular question? And so they cover the holes that I don't like have. That makes sense. How do you decide like? This is what I'm going to write about. Or are you given things to write about? Um, they gave the editors give a list of like topics to go through. Mm-hmm. And like if they already have the pitch headline and they have the description of what they're looking for, then I would just go in like, oh, I know a lot about like, you know, Demon Slayers. So I would just go in and type in like, OK, I'm going to claim this article mm-hmm. and I write it. And there are other times where like I produced it or I pitch it to them and they get approval from it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Is there any of your coworkers that like fight you for positions? Like, hey, I want this one. You want this one? There's some gloves. Let's just go see who wins. <laughs> it's on a it's on a first come first serve basis. Oh, so see. when you see a pitch hit in there, like you either claim it ASAP or someone else is gonna take it away. And so okay. there are moments where, like, there were some articles I looked like. Oh, I wish I had like opened up my Asana and have gotten it before them. So yeah. Do you have any coworkers where you're like, that was like, I would have done a 10 times better (laughs) job to fuck that lady or dude. I would have done it better. No, there was never the moment. (laughs) I would. I'd be hell being throwing people under the bus. You just quote tweet their article link on Twitter and being like, this one sucks. Here's a link to my personal website where I wrote a better article about the same thing. I feel like I feel like you would probably stop getting work (laughs) for doing that. For sure. <laughs> They'll be like, this guy doesn't know how to use commas, first of all. <laughs> he spelled this word wrong. <laughs> you specifically? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be why I wouldn't get it. You specifically. I'd like to see an anime article written by you because it would it would start out fine and then it would end looking like the Zodiac papers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or it'd be really short. So how do you how do you deal with that? I don't know anything about the work that you do, but I have seen some things where it's like, oh, I read this article. Cruz brought up, it's like, it's a thousand words. I use words that I didn't even know what it meant. He like used a word that meant uncle, didn't fucking realize it. Yeah. So how do you deal with that? Where it's just like, is there 
like a quota that you got to reach or is it just have whatever you feel like it that that's what goes up usually like a mini feature would be about 500 to 800 words so like the recent one that you read was 500 to 800 words i think it's like 600 and okay, then, so there's there's yeah. a minimum. Yeah, and then if something that's longer, like a feature feature, that is over a thousand words. And usually those come from like listicles because like if you make a list of like anime and then you have to talk about like a little summary and then give your opinion on it, that's where like the a thousand words come from. But like usually the attention span of someone just scrolling through things, um, 500 to a thousand words is your range because at once after that like if it's way too long people will start to get bored at a certain point you're reading yeah. a book yeah yeah for you what which which post do you like to do do you like to do the 500 or the thousand it depends on the topic like the recent one you read like the forced relationship like i am interested in that but i was like I'm not that invested in looking to every single anime that's like a arranged marriage and whatnot. So I was like, 500-ish words is doable. But like, there isn't one that I wrote, like I pitched it about rent a girlfriend, about the actual like business behind renting people in Japan. Mm -hmm. And so I pitched that one and that was like a thousand one hundred words. That's one I'd like to read. That's Yeah, that's it's in, it's cool. in there. I'm it out. Cool. look, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> she writes a lot. <laughs> and you can't scroll to see which ones you want? I, I scrolled. But see, when I scroll on Twitter, I do you this just, thingy. You just did one and like, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> I roulette wheel it where I go like this. And then it's like, I landed on that one. I'll read this if one. You can, you can just search engine oh, like right. on Google, CBR, yeah. and then my name. And then you get everything I wrote. Yeah. So, yeah. Peralta, you've been very quiet this whole time. You're the third unofficial official guest. Okay. What do you? Yeah, you how do you are... feel about this? It's, I already knew she did, does this all the time, and then she will send me her her article, and she'll like, "Can you just click on this so I can get a promotion?" <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the equivalent of us going to our friends and being like, "Just listen to the first ten minutes. Just do that." Hey, I did listen, listen to the first ten minutes. The background. <laughs> yeah, I tell so many people that I tell my my family. It's like, listen, my grandma's like. I don't speak English. She's like, Grandma, if you love me, you'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I don't love you. <laughs> I guess I'm not going to eat your food no more. Because that's how you get your grandmas. You just you threaten them like, I'm not going to eat the food. And they're like, fuck. I guess I got to do it. You got to wait for them to serve the plate and then you sit there. And then they go, what's wrong with it? They go, what's wrong with it is you haven't listened to the episode yet. For 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Turn it on and I'll take a bite. <laughs> I read some of her articles. Sometimes I'll click on random ones that she has just because I'm bored and I'll read through it. Um, but how she writes is different from how I know her, which is kind of like the the weird thing is like I know my sister and then I read her article. I'm like, who's this professional person <laughs> writing? <laughs> Dude, that's funny because Cruz and his wife, Fernanda, have brought that up. And other people have brought that up about me. The way that I act here is typically how I act everywhere i go i'll be out in the streets acting the same the only time he that i act his mom like this it's really <clears throat> weird. the only time that i won't is with my girlfriend or my grandma those are the only two people where i'll be like all right better not say as much stupid shit <laughs> yeah he cleans himself up he he makes sure he knows what he's saying ahead of time okay. i've heard him like he'll get on the phone and like he'll start walking away and and then I'll just, like from like down the hall i hear like what the fuck 
<laughs> what do you mean, bro? <laughs> and, and then he comes back and he's like, sorry, my mom called me. And it's like, why are you calling your mom, bro? What the fuck? Yeah, like when I cruise in Fran to help me move uh, into where I live now with some roommates, uh, mom calls me and Fernando was just like, what the fuck? And I was like, mom, be a bro. Let me have the TV. <laughs> and my mom was like, I don't know, maybe. And I was like, mom, <laughs> be a homie. <laughs> Take one for the team. And then Fernando's like, why do you talk to your mom like that? And she's like, I don't know. It's just how I talk to. That's how I talk to my dad, too. So he'll speak to me in Spanish, and I'll respond to him in English, and it's just like, I don't know what you want from me. Yeah, and that's something that I find interesting, because it's not like I walk around like with my <clears throat> parents being like, hello, father. But <laughs> but still, you know, there's a, I, I clean things up. I don't curse around my parents. Uh, I, I try not to waste their time. Like, it's not even like they're very strict people. They're very casual people, but it's just different. I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but for me, it's always been different talk to my parents differently than the way that I talk to my wife and I talk to them differently than the way that I talk to Sal. I will say the worst things to Sal just in general, because that's the way we get along. I, I don't even get close to that with anybody else. <laughs> so I can, I can see how you, you saying that her difference in the writing, I'd have to imagine, I mean, obviously the things I write, I, I'm the one that wrote them. So if I were to look at them, I'd be like, that's me. But I'm pretty sure there'd be people who looked at it and were like, that, why do you sound not like a moron in this paper? Why do you sound like you thought about stuff? So I think I can it's see funny because like, I've also watched her teach and like that in itself is oh, like yeah, a 360. That must be weird. Because <laughs> she's watched me teach, but I think I'm pretty much the same how I teach as how I am as a person. Minus like cuss words yeah. and like demeaning sarcasm to and children. And people's lives. Yeah, like I can't do that to children. Um, you should. <laughs> the thoughts <laughs> in my head. They deserve it. A lot of the times they deserve They're, it. They sometimes deserve it, and I have to like bite my tongue because I will get fired. Yeah, I would have um, been fired like first week. I've been like, why did you call this kid a dummy? And I was just like, he was being a dumbass. I don't know what you want from me. But I've seen her teach. Um, she's watched me teach, and I think I, re- I would say I'm the same. I don't know if she could tell otherwise. Um, but I've watched her teach, and it's like a whole... She's like a little... To me, she's like always going to be my little sister, like petite, like protect the cage, don't let anyone bother her. But like obviously, you're your own person. So when I watch her teach to teach college kids, it's like, who the hell is this person? And like so formal and so like directive. And I was like, oh, she's kind of scary. <laughs> Um, so that's when, and I get it. Cause like, that's like her job, but it's weird. I don't know. I think as we teach different grade levels, like she actually gets kids that actually want to be in her class. Yeah. <laughs> they pay to be in her class. Yeah. yeah they, they I have no choice. I, I just get, <laughs> we get kids. Yeah, we get high school kids. <laughs> that don't want to be there. Yeah. Yeah, you get the kids because their parents will be arrested if they don't, they don't show go to up. school. That is correct. She gets the kids who actively pay thousands of dollars to attend the class. Mm-hmm. But it just makes me a little bit jealous because she she's passionate about what she teaches, which I feel like all teachers should be passionate about what they teach. But at her level, it's like you really get to teach what you want versus like high school. It's like drill and kill. Yeah, you have for to real. Do it. Uh, one of the teachers is a science teacher, and she her, the first year the school was open, she's like, they had me teaching French, and I was like, do you know French? She's like, I took it in high school, and I don't remember it. But they're like. 
can you do it? And I was like, I guess. <laughs> She's like, we're going to learn together. Yeah. <clears throat> and Oof then, means egg. It's also the sound in Roblox when you die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I get that what you mean because I, I have two full-blooded siblings and they're stuck at 12 and 16. So my brother, I think, is turning 21 now, this year. And he's telling me that and I was like, no, you're 12. What do you mean? It wasn't to one of our friends. Adrian was like, how old is your brother? And I was like, I don't know, I think 12 or something. <laughs> he's like, dude, he's been 12 for the last five years. <laughs> And I was like, really? Huh? I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so how often would you say, because you get to, since you, you uh, uh, teach in a college, you do get to specify what you're teaching. Is that something that you choose yourself or uh, like, is it a situation where it's like, okay, you're being hired for the, the history department and because you're part of the history department now. Uh, you know, with like a focus on say it's U.S. history, I can I can then whittle down to like I'm gonna do pre-colonial America, and that's my decision. Or is it still sort of like with because I've seen like the high school the, the job postings go up, and it's like oh we're looking for this very specific teacher, and we'll pay like I don't know. There's like usually an extra bonus for like okay we need somebody who can who can you know teach French at like a level two. Like, is it something you get to specify what you do or is there more of a you have to fill a void that they're looking for already? Um, so I teach the lower levels. I teach mainly um, first years and second years, so freshmen and sophomores, and usually it's a general education. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like every every person has to go through like a reading and composition class in college, whether they like it or not. And so I... They gave me the learning outcomes, mm-hmm. and I get to pick the assignments and the books for reading. Oh, that's pretty cool. So I make them read a manga called <laughs> Solonine um, by, I think his, his name is Sasano. But, um, and so I mainly picked that because my theme for my class is mainly college identity or yep. like transitioning or coming of age student, um, kids. So basically Solonine is about a story of they graduated from high school or college and then they have no idea what they're doing with their lives. So it's the most appropriate um, text for college students that when they graduate from college, they have no idea what their lives are going to be like. That makes sense. And so like, I try to make it a bit more realistic. And that story is more realistic because it goes through like the grapples of like not knowing what your career is and not knowing what your purpose is in life. And so most of the students can relate instantly with that. And, like, not knowing, so, like, them reading, like, an actual fictional person going through their emotions made them a bit more miserable, which I enjoy, but at the same time, they, like, enjoy knowing, like, the unknown factor. So, yeah. So, that's where I come from, because most, like, literature uh, professors would pick based on what's in the canon so mm-hmm. a lot of them would pick like shakespeare or you read fitzgerald the great cast because those are well-known yeah. popular things and they're western um the way i approach my classes is that i pick the most unfamiliar things that they'll never read in their entire life that makes sense and like they go with it and they find things that they didn't expect to enjoy because i have a majority of students that say they never read mm-hmm. and so they don't like reading and they don't like to to write about what they read so they have no idea what they're they're only there because it's a ge and then they come to my class and then they look at the list and they don't know who these people are the authors and Mm -hmm. whatnot and they 
finally get to read a book from beginning to end. And usually I have those type of students that I never read a novel in my life until I came into your class. And then I actually liked the book we read. So that that's more heartfelt to have. Yeah, I think that that, that definitely helps with the yeah. students too, because when I was in college, uh, my English teacher, like, yeah, you know, you had you had to read like Candide, you had to read some some Shakespeare and all that. And that's all stuff that I, that I do like. But that was the first time that I ever had to pick up a Haruki Murakami book. It was uh, After Dark, and that book is great. But that's the reason why I liked that particular class was like, okay, here's some of the stuff you're familiar with. I'm going to introduce you to some stuff you would never have picked up before. And that was a class that I actually like actively enjoyed going to, even though it was at like 9 a.m. and I was tired and I want to die. That I think that approach definitely does help with the kids. Yeah. And like a majority of my students ask, why can't you pick like happy ending stories? <laughs> like I always pick something where someone dies, someone goes through depression, someone has like a midlife crisis type of story. And then I always tell them like, well, do you think in your life you're going to be that happy? And let's be realistic here. Yeah. Um, and so like majority of the characters that we read are people that have struggles and has to deal with those struggles as they go along. And so in the ending, it's not a happy ending, but it's more realistic where there's a middle ground and they're thinking about what's the next step. Yeah, I remember okay. that that was like the rationale. This is a little bit of an off piece, but um, I remember that that was the rationale behind a lot of like, uh, sort of like the, the popular Russian literature that we know of, you know, like Brothers Karamazov and Metamorphosis, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> a lot of Dostoevsky stuff was like, I could write about something happy, but everybody knows what being happy is like. So I'm going to write about the stuff that people struggle with so that way they can have an understanding of what it's like before it happens. Yeah, that's my approach so, to yeah, it. That makes sense. Yeah, because uh, there's the manga... Don't know if you've read it, but Cruz just said metamorphosis. That's a different metamorphosis. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> so, I'm talking about the one where the dude so, turns into a cockroach. That's uh, di that's way different. Wait. So th there's <laughs> another one. I don't know the, the the name. It's a very, very sad story. And um, the ending was so sad that the, the guy who made it, I think it was the guy who did JoJo or he. No, he, no, 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 no. The, guy, the guy, who guy who made it is not the guy who made that ending. The guy who made that ending is somebody completely unrelated. He just, when asked about, like, he, he somebody sent it to him on Twitter or something. This is not an old story. This is a very new, I think, in mm. relation. I think it came out like 2013 or something like something that. Something like that. But, um, yeah, there was a second ending that was made by, like, a fan. Uh, where the the plot is resolved by one of the main characters from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, if you had read Metamorphosis on its own beforehand, it is like it is it is sad, sad, like depressing, like to the point where like you get to points where you're like, it can't get worse than this, and it gets so much worse. The whole point, I believe, of that was was just to to really push it and see how far it can go um yeah it's really messed up i wouldn't recommend it I at all it. <laughs> no at all but uh apparently the author in writing it was also just like i'm depressing myself uh so the, <laughs> this fan comes out with this ending where fucking jojo comes out and solves everything and that got popular enough uh and it got sent to the author and then he was just like i like this one better than mine this mm -hmm. is the new official ending yeah. <laughs> Screw whatever I wrote. 
That's terrible. This one, this is how it, this is how it ends now. Mm-hmm. So, moving on to the next question, you already brought it up a little bit, but what got you a hundred percent into anime? I know you brought up that you saw Sailor Moon for a brief moment. I can't even imagine being a child being like, I gotta get up early and flip through all these damn channels. Like that thirty minutes does not feel like it must have not felt that long because it's like god damn it i spent too long here and i have less time there but what other things brought you into it where it's just like yes i enjoyed this type of media so it was sailor moon and then it was pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, and so i started collecting those cards yeah that led to my sister buying me manga when she was in college and then like I had like a few like classmates when they saw me with like my full metal alchemist manga, like the first volume, asked me, like, hey, can I borrow that? And in my head I said no. <laughs> and I did say no to them because it's like borrowing a pencil if you're gonna get it back or not. Yeah. And yeah. so I didn't wanna, you know, ten to ten to fifteen dollar manga to be disappeared from a classmate just so they could read it and then have my book damaged when I kept it crisp and clean. So I was like, No, it's not mine. And so I, I, but it's really is mine. Um, and Dude, so yeah, like, fuck you, Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's his name. And so, yeah, that led to that. And like, I stopped watching anime a little bit because I just focused, focused on school. But then I came back to it because my friends like recommended me series. And then so I got looped in back to this anime qua- craze. But I was still learning Japanese at the time. And then it just, like, one thing led to another, and I constantly had to deal with it in college of, like, taking Japanese courses and whatnot. And then I was like, what am I going to do with my life here? Like, learning Japanese, like, what a use of it is. And so aside from, like, learning literature and whatnot, I decided, like, oh, maybe I should write about it. Because the majority of the time, like, even though my friends like anime, they aren't on the same level as me, like, what... (laughs) I like to talk about in the series and so that's where I took it to having to talk about it or write about it to people on the internet and so that's why I started my little own blog but actually before I started my own blog I was interning as a writer at Anime News Network and that's where I got that looped in so how how things work in mm-hmm. on the internet mm-hmm. and how to write for people and then I was like let me try this again with like blogging and then that's where I ended up being like a freelance writer. So you didn't have any like formal writing education before just going into it? No, I learned from it from scratch. Oh, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So if you were collecting um, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards, do you still have them? Yeah, I still do have them in the binder and I'm nice. not going to sell them to anyone. <laughs> that was the second question. <laughs> Can I buy them? <laughs> no, so just like most people, I also grew up collecting pokemon cards and i used to live in utah at the time and there was this this stupid dumb bitch in the corner house where my stepmom lives she had three gengars and i was like bro trade me one she was like no and i was like i'll trade you the blastoise i tried try to try to do everything just to get the bitch ass gengar so to this day that still sticks with me that she didn't trade me not one i just wanted one fucking gengar and then and now they're just expensive because i also have a binder Full of Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh and Amiibo, or the Animal Crossing Amiibo cards. So now, there's just a lot. That was poor, so I printed mine out. 
<laughs> no, you I'm had the kidding. fake. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. I had the fake Pokemon cards that I printed out. I mean, it's the works. little laminator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you had to fold it in half so that it had a back half and a front half. Then you ran it through. But I'd only play with my cousin, so it never really got <laughs> never really got me in trouble. I was never trying to trade like a fake card for <laughs> an obviously fake card that has like the line down the ink because we're running out. So what uh anime or manga do you like since you said that you read manga as well? So it could be either mm-hmm. or. So the demographic genre that I usually read and watch is shoujo. Like that's why a lot of my articles are like romance based. And, like, I did teach a class about, like, romance literature um, that doesn't relate to Shakespeare, but, like, other romance literature out there. And so that's where, like, the genre I like to talk about or, like, read about. But then I do demographic, like, to just say in the setting, which are for the older adults age range, like, 24 and above, I guess you would say, or 20 and above. And then topic-wise... Aside from romance, is usually the size of life and comedy and the oh. school life setting or the work life setting. I do watch the most popular ones like Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen and among other things that people are familiar with. But um, that's where I generally stick to. I don't like slice of life that much. I like slice of life. I think the only one recently that I liked was Toramiya. My favorite one is still Suzuka. Mine's yeah. the one we watched this week. <laughs> yeah, you, I made her watch the life lessons with Uramachi Onisan because it's basically oh. about a thirty-year-old guy that works at a kids' show mm-hmm. but lives a depressing life. I have not seen that one. Huh? It's really I funny. Thought, I thought that was the one that you were trying to get us to watch. No, I think I saw it on like the new season, and I saw it there. I mean, it I think might that's have, why the, the it name might have been familiar. one of the ones that like I I pointed out and we just never got around to because usually when we pick anime to like cover, <clears throat> uh, sometimes it'll be like here's three. All right, we'll go with those three. Other times we do kind of argue about well we'll do these ones. Now we'll do these ones. So it might have been something that we've seen, not seen actually like what actually watched. But Is it new? Has come up. It Is came it? in summer 2021. Okay, so yeah. So then, yeah, we, we must, would have... Yeah, we must have just skipped it. Yeah, we, we probably would have talked about it and and just decided not to cover that one for mm-hmm. some reason. Yeah, it's a good one. I told my sister about it. It's like, dude, he's exactly like Shut you. <laughs> like, exactly <laughs> like you. Because he worked with, like, little kids and then there's one scene in the first episode that... They, they ask, oh, you know, Uramachi Nissan, like, how old are you? And he's like, I'm 31. And then he goes, and she goes, oh, my dad is 29, and he had me at a young age. Why aren't you married yet? <laughs> and then Uramachi Nissan says, well, sometimes I enjoy going into my own room, enjoying my own hobbies. You don't have to be married to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <a> dagger. <laughs> Damn. That sounds yeah. like a good one. Yeah. Uh, I think it's good just because we work with kids. So then you kind of realize, like, like, I know, like, when he goes into his, like, sarcastic mode, like, I do that in my head. But I just say it in my head because I'd get in trouble if I actually said it out loud. I, I say all the time whenever I'm thinking at work. So Ricardo gets mad at me all yeah. the time. Like one time he's like, let's get to work. And he's like, it's not two. And he's like, yeah, it is. And he's like, nope, it is. 
153. <laughs> we don't start work till two, and he's. You could tell that he got. Yeah, annoyed. he got a little upset. He literally just sat there, and then like kept looking, and then at some point he was like, "All right, now it's two. Let's go." Yeah. <laughs> and then even I was trying to argue. It was like on my phone it says it's 159. <laughs> we still got a couple more seconds. But that is different because we are janitors, so yeah. whatever we do, it's just like, it's just. Why did? Why didn't you guys do it? And it's like I don't know, dude. <laughs> and that—that's as far as it goes for yeah. you. Like I've heard, like the secretary's getting yelled at over the phone in person. It's just like it only sucks. doing that because they're a woman. But I bet you, if it was a man, you wouldn't have that tone. Because I've locked in, like on Melissa getting like hell and mm-hmm. yelled at, and I'm pretty sure just because she's a girl and the dude, and it was a dude arguing with her, and it's just like. Yeah, I've had parents tell me or a a dad tell me, oh, why are you laughing? And it was just like I was just transitioning and like it wasn't even like a mean phone call. Like the kid wasn't in trouble. And I I usually like before I make a phone call, I think like is it a positive one? So Mm -hmm. I try to smile while I make the phone call so that the tone doesn't become like, okay, your kid sucks or something like that. But then, like, the dad was like, why are you laughing? And I'm like, I'm not laughing, dude. Like, I pause and I smile and like there's just that that pause mm-hmm. and he didn't like that and then he got on my case for that and i almost lost my shit and then i've had a dad who wanted me to search their kid because he had phones that he'd never bought him and so i was supposed to take it away and i said we don't take kids stuff away because you said so but also if that's his dad why doesn't he just <laughs> exactly do it? the whole point and then the dad hung up on me and then i walked out and i talked to brenda and i'm like i'm about to lose my shit <laughs> i was like the, the dad was like, call the police. I'm like, you call the police. It's your kid. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then there's the, it's all your fault because I totally raised your kid up to the age of 15 years old. And it's my fault that your kid acts Dude, this way. Right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just, I wish whoever listens that if you have kids, you know, don't take it all on the person that's calling on you because. Just take it all on the kid. Yeah. yeah. It's your child. You just got to put them through the wall sometimes. That's <laughs> <Yeah. It's> fine. <laughs> Was it back in the day you can hit them with the stick as long as it was no bigger than your thumb or some shit like that? Well, usually right. they would have a switch, just like a, yeah. you know. If like I had a, a kid, just... I would heck beat up my kid. Not <laughs> abuse, but it's like, what? You told the teacher what? Backhand. <laughs> or go get the belt. I would purposely buy a belt just for that. My do you dad... not own a belt already? And I do, but it's not a leather one. My dad used to have a leather you one. You know that snaps. Yeah, and my dad was hella Mexican, so in the back it was like Garibay. Yeah. So I would want one of those. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah. Uh, little custom thing on it. Yeah, cost a lot of money. Yeah, uh, we got something like that for my wife's mother's boyfriend like last year because he's super Mexican and he... <laughs> He's got like the custom belt buckle and the boots and the whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, and that's when I realized how much people spend on that stuff. It is not cheap. No, I understand know. how how they spend their money now. Because mm-hmm. that dude makes quite a bit and he does not dress like it. Or you would think he doesn't dress like it. And then you realize those boots are like $600. And it's mm-hmm. like, why? I remember the only time I thought boots were cool was in the movie Tremors because Kevin Bacon had some boots. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Boots are probably cool. I should probably get some. Oh, my God. Never did. You have boots. Work boots. Oh, you're talking about cowboy cowboy boots. Yeah, he had cowboy boots. He was fighting tremors with cowboy (laughs) graboids with cowboy boots on. I feel like you would look weird with cowboy boots on. I think at first. 
After that, it just blends in. After a while, I mean, after you just look Mexican. Yeah. You are. Dang, way to throw me on blast. <laughs> what if people thought I was white this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> Their illusion has been shattered. Because I've gotten that before. I play Xbox a lot, and this dude was talking to his cousin, Jacob, and I left the party to go do something, and I come back, and he's like, I had no clue. And I was like, what? He's like, I didn't know you're Mexican. And I was like, what? He's like, Jacob told me you're Mexican. And I was like, okay, and? He's like, you don't sound Mexican. I was like, what am I supposed to sound like? Speedy Gonzalez, Ariba, Ariba? And he's like, I thought you were some Canadian white dude with red hair in Canada. And I was like, what the fuck kind of shit is this? And then I talked to some Europeans and they're like, I like your accent. And I was like, what? She's like, you have an American accent. I was like, I sound normal. You sound fucking weird to me. I don't give you shit for it. I do that with Corey all the time because he's Australian. And yeah. I insist he has the accent, not me. Yeah. Even does. though even though I'm aware that it's both of us. <coughs> it's yeah, just fun to see. We make fun of off. him all the time. He's Australian, so we're like, I can't be- it couldn't be us losing to some fucking birds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, they lost the war against the emus. You know, it's like, can you imagine still technically being part of the British Empire? Couldn't be me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we stopped that 200 years ago. Is there any more questions you want to ask? Or uh, There were a couple in there, but you roundabout got to, th- I mean, we roundabout got to them by just regular conversation. Is there anything you want to know about me and Cruz? Cruz is half Jewish. That's not how that works. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's lactose. Feed him cheese. He won't go to work. <laughs> so you ever want to get rid of Cruz, just throw like some cheese like a new Pokemon. You just... <laughs> it's like if I see cheese on the floor, I'm like, I'm compelled to eat this. This is going to be cheese on the floor. <laughs> the better option is creme brulee. I will eat that 100% of the time. I don't even know what that is. That's the the thingy that looks like pudding, but it's got the it's like flan the, almost. Yeah, it's like a flan, but it's mm-hmm. got like a like hard sugar on it. They do the thingy where they burn it with the torch, and then you crack through it. Never had and that. It tastes like eggs, and it's delicious. I'm a normal person. I don't go to fancy restaurants. You can get those for like oh, five dollars in the them. freezer section. There is there is this French uh, restaurant in San Jose, pretty badass. Does, yeah. I had a chiffon cake. It was pretty chiffon good. Chiffon cake is pretty good. Uh, if you, like, how frequently would you say, obviously with your writing, you probably see quite a bit. Uh, how frequently would you say that you watch, like, new anime? I'm a binger. Oh, okay. So, so. I, I wait till the season's is over and then I'll watch it. Yeah, because as I was stalking your Twitter, I was scrolling and I see your post about Peralta being, like, I don't like I don't like subscribing to Funimation and Crunchyroll, so I don't have one. But my sister's gonna be on a podcast. <laughs> so I gotta buy her, or I gotta get it for her. And I saw that made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, as soon as he showed it to me, I thought that was amusing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just amusing because it's like she has to get it for Peralta. Yeah, which is funny. She'll be- use it more than you. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because she's the older sister. Most of the time, it's the other way yeah. around. It's like, hey, I got us this, guys. Well. It- I have to get the Crunchyroll because the Crunchyroll Expo and it's yeah. stuff. And so, like, if she gets it, obviously she may go or she may not go. But if I get it, then I'll get all the perks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I have Crunchyroll. I don't. I don't think I use any of the perks. Like, I bought yeah. something, fucking last year in May. 
So I have not received it. You pre-ordered it. Yeah, and it was supposed to come out it's supposed in to come out, yeah. August, got pushed back to October, got pushed back to November, and now it's supposedly coming out sometime this month. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, Fucking that's bastards. that's what's happening with figure orders right now, though, because I ordered a figure last month, like early last month. You ordered some a while ago. You got the, the Rent-A-Girlfriend ones, and those still have not come in. The Rent-A-Girlfriend one was a pre-order and that the the actual release date for that nendroid was not till this month mm. so technically it's not late it's not, not even supposed yet. to be out right now because i think it's not till like the 23rd of january so i'm not getting that shit till like march because <laughs> that's from japan and those boats take a long time sometimes i got those uh bayonetta amiibos in like two weeks they probably put it on a plane probably <laughs> i pay less for the boat I pay like $20 less for the boat, so I get the boat, and I will wait a couple months. Because if you do the – I bought a $15 figure, and the shipping on it was like close to 60 bucks. Because mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it. Throw it on the plane. Let's see if it is that much faster. So much faster. Spent like three times the price on it, though. And that was ridiculous. And I'm not doing that again unless the figure is also expensive. So before we move on to the reviews – do you collect figures? Because that's how I actually <laughs> talked to... Because I've talked to Peralta when, when the school first started. Didn't really like Peralta because I would talk to her and she'd be very short with me. And I was just like, all I'm right. short with everybody. In I didn't know that at the time. I was brand new, <laughs> bushy-eyed or whatever the fucking say, bushy tell. Like the deer saying. I don't know Brittany what you're knows. trying to say. Brittany knows what it is. I think it's like pink nose and bushy tail or something like that. But... um. I saw her figures, and it wasn't until she became the vice principal that I was cleaning her room, and I saw them again, and I and I asked her, and she's like, oh, yeah, I watch anime, and I was like, you want to be on the show? And then, like Cruz brought up earlier, anyone that we told her that to, they're like, she watches anime? Because Ricardo, he was like, she watches anime, too? And I was like, yeah. And he was blown away. Cameron was blown away. So do you have any figures? Because that's how, that, well, now that's why she's... The unofficial official guest or co-host. I have a few figures I bought of anime, but I don't collect figures. Instead, I invest my Christmas and birthday presents to my sister to get the figurines. (laughs) And so they're not technically mine. They're my sister's. But if she doesn't want them anymore, they're technically mine. Uh, (laughs) Are you uh, familiar with the Otaku Box subscription thing? Oh, yeah. I've been buying them. I stopped because uh, uh, December and January is hard because Christmas and my girlfriend's birthday. So I'm already low on cash. I was like, I ain't going to drop $70 for this shit. So I stopped it. But every box I've gotten has been booty butt cheeks. Their figures, just def- they're just fucked up. Mm-hmm. They're terrible. I even brought the show them to these guys. I'm like, dude, I'm paying. That's one of their selling points is, Oh, you get an exclusive figure, and it's just butterface. Definitely exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> there was only one that came out good, and it was the the, the weird snake girl from Matsu, Monster Mutsune. Monster Musume. There we go. I don't know if you've seen that anime. That's a harem anime, but with, uh, with... but it's monster girls. Yeah, and it's incredibly horny. <laughs> like I know that generally speaking, harem anime are. This is extreme way more (laughs) but then also there's like a weird like robbery subplot because one of the monster girls is like a spider that has like a group of like henchmen and they 
used she uses them to like rob places for like actual cash it's weird and they didn't go anywhere with that would have been cool if they did i'd watch that's like reverse (laughs) spider-man you just go in to rob the place it'd be cool (laughs) so moving on to the animes that we watched this week and that we had these two watched by force as well we're starting with the one that i chose and it is dog shit it's called deep insanity the lost child i chose this one because it's uh, the description and the little art for it made it look like it was gonna be lovecraft and i was like i'm down it kind of goes in that direction with you know at the mountains of the madness they're Mm -hmm. in antarctica they find some shit and now monsters are coming out sounds bad fucking ass it's not that good i did not like it at all I had to force myself to not fall asleep while watching it. I liked it. I thought, I mean, I thought there were some weird decisions in it, and it's not my favorite thing. But um, to give a little bit more idea as to what the plot is, uh, it involves a kid who sort of, uh, he applies and then is hired for a company whose job it is to go check out this weird hole in the middle of Antarctica. I don't remember what they're called, but I remember it has Antarctic in its name. Um, and then once he goes there, he realizes that the, the job is not this like big heroic thing that he thought he was signing up for. It's actually just, you go into a hole, uh, with a bunch of other people and, uh, investigate the monsters and, and shoot them. And that's monster hunter, but it's in, it's in the Arctic underground in a weird little thing. And there's like a bunch of people around him that are also roughly the same age, which I thought was interesting. The one thing it did like, which again brought back that Lovecraft feel, was there's idols that are trying to make sure people do not get yeah. depressed, which I liked because most of the time in Lovecraft stories, if you see these monsters, you start to lose your sanity. So <laughs> I was like, that's at least co-. it looked like that's what they were going for, but they just they they were off. I mean, pretty much the only Lovecraft story where that happens <clears throat> is case of charles dexter ward i think he's the only one that actually goes crazy everyone else you have people for the most part people just faint or lovecraft has people fainting like every story sometimes multiple times it's weird or they die or they die or they get taken away yeah or you just never hear from them again but they had enough time to leave you a detailed letter as they're pounding on the door or the window that's one of my favorite things is like you get that last sentence and it's always italicized where it's like but i have to go now they're pounding at the door and hyphen he wrote the hyphen as he was being dragged away (laughs) (laughs) it didn't make sense but what did you guys think um i didn't really like it it took a while i actually watched more than the three because i was like let me just see if this does get better um, I did the same thing I saw till I think episode five. <laughs> That's where I stopped as yeah. well. I was like, ooh, does it? Like, there was potential, and I was like, okay. The only positive I like is I, I do enjoy the different characters and mm-hmm. their per- their personality part is what I like, but that's also what I'm usually drawn to. Uh, conceptually, it's kind of like, okay, you're there's a hole, and there's people and monsters, and you kill them. Yeah. <laughs> It was basically that one Crunchyroll original, that Geovite or Geovite one. Have you seen that no, one? No, okay, no, so no. I so so these are the ones that my sister got mad at me <laughs> for making her watch because I had to oh, watch it. Oh, the animation on this. It's one. the animation yeah. on this one and the poor storyline. So basically, it's about like this guy from the Edo period and his like 
two other individuals, like a monk and some ninja. They time travel to the future, where according to these contemporary individuals, like it's getting run down by like monsters and whatnot. And so they they expect these guys from the Edo period to help save the world and humanity. Mm, that makes sense. And. <laughs> there's like this disease going on that made people transform into these creatures and so what deep insanity is to me had that similar tone to it where it's the end of the world and you know it's the end of the world because they're talking about some disease like coming into mm-hmm. japan in the world and there are people dying and whatnot but the problem was like they expect like defeating these monsters is going to help us solve this issue or whatnot yeah. and so that's where this gigabyte or geobyte show came and my sister hated it because we suffered through 12 episodes and in the end there was no great ending to it damn and so that's where i feel like deep insanity is gonna go we're gonna watch if you watch all of that you're gonna come to an ending that's not that satisfying and then i just don't like like the animation of like the cgi and whatnot with the Uh monsters so that was a turn off that was something we should have asked you (laughs) how do you feel about the new animation style because there used to be animation drawn but now we're at the point where cgi is getting so much more into fucking anime that it's off-putting where you can see the difference like berserk 2016 is a big one where it goes from animation to 3D where they act, you can see it like it was terrible. You know what's a big one that I was actually watching recently that does that? Uh, you guys wouldn't have seen it because you guys don't have Netflix. But the uh, the Super Crooks, Super Crooks the anime, uh, it's just about super people who get superpowers who decide to use it, not necessarily to be like villainous, but to rob places. But like anytime something explodes, it's it's just very obviously like a 3D building falling over, and it's really jarring next to 2D figures. <laughs> There are very few anime that I've seen that pull it off really well. Yeah, the the only one that did it good enough to, for me was um, D4DJ. I liked Akudama Drive, the way they pulled some of that stuff off. I don't know if you've seen that. But you're saying the animation CJ was throwing you off? Yeah, I don't like it. If you're going to stick to one type, then you should stick to one type. So overall, what would you guys rate it from 1 to 10? For the first three episodes, because that's what you're going to be scoring. Is that as in a first impression of what your score and would you recommend it? Give it a fucking three, and I would not. Unless I don't like the person. I'd I'm, give it a five. Then it's I'd be okay. like, you can watch this. This is a good one. Just to make them waste their time, because they can't get that back. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's a four. I'm just curious about the characters. If they mm-hmm. can... If they can build on the characters and less on their monster hunt thing then i'm okay with it i give it a three and the reason why is that they introduce so many characters with so many like storylines that 12 episodes will not fulfill it and they're like have like nuances of different things that are going on that like won't possibly be settled or solved by 12 episodes even though that I researched a little bit that this is based on a video game. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense why the monsters look like that. It is? Yeah, it is. It's a mobile game. Really? Yeah. I had no clue. In all honesty, if you're making a story based on a video game, majority of the time it fails. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like when you do something like that, you yeah. you have to pick. Like you should, They should have picked like a character and then had like maybe two or three people on the side. 
but just follow the one storyline because like that's that's mm. the thing that I liked about Arcane. That's what I was gonna say. Is it's not that video games don't translate well. Is that you can't do whatever the video game does it, as long as it's in the same universe. Because yeah. the Dota anime has Dota characters, but it's not the fucking game. I don't know yeah. if you guys have ever played Dota, but it's three lanes. You know, kind of kind of boring to watch. Yeah. Same with Arcane yeah, League of Legends. But like Chris is saying, it's focused on two sisters, so it's in the universe. So if you already know the the game, then it's like, hey, it's that character. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but but obviously at no point <clears throat> is, is do you have like a three lane separation <laughs> and somebody's doing this over here. And the combat is not the same. It's just here's the characters we want to focus on, and it's usually the characters that are the most popular. And then we're gonna we're gonna show you the world that the game is in without trying to throw too much at you and i feel like this one just decided to pick up too much because i feel like you could do you could do like this dude goes on an arctic expedition to kill monsters that's a very simple plot Mm -hmm. but then they decided to throw i'm assuming i've never played the game i'm assuming it's got to be like the main cast of that game it must be like the free characters you get just for playing because there's like there's like 12 people and that's too many i feel like if they whittled it down to four five probably be a little bit of a better from a narrative perspective god eater is another one that's based off a game that turned into an anime that one was good same with the fate series i don't know if you've watched those those were game well those are visual novels yeah first before they became the, the anime the fate stay series mm-hmm. i watched like one of them and then i got bored yeah they're not that's that fair. good the storyline <laughs> is too slow i was gonna recommend it to my sister and i was like i don't think she'll suffer through the melodrama <laughs> slowness even though like the characters are interesting mm-hmm. and the action is just like it's slow mm-hmm. so that one was not that good no Moving on to the next one, uh, you guys are going to have to say because I... Sakugan? There we go. <laughs> I like this one. This one was my favorite out of the three. This one was very good. Uh, this one is about a 10-year-old, 9-year-old girl. It's a little 10. girl. I'd... Yeah. She, she's like a smart. Her dad, uh, she wants to be a... What was it? Marker? Yeah. So the ones those, that go out. Those are the people that go out to explore the labyrinth and map it out. But her dad is like, nah, you got to stay in this hometown, be safe, be a minor with me. She does, She's not having none of that. She wants to go off an adventure. Makes sense. She's 9 and 10. That's what most people do. You know, when you're 10, you go fight a bear <laughs> or you go catch some Pokemon. I mean, this is basically just uh, to, <clears throat> to give some plot to somebody who might understand the reference. This is basically just the, anime, the animated version of Theseus and the Minotaur. It's just a kid. There's a there's a giant maze with a monster in it with a couple of them, yeah, and this kaijus. kid who wants to go mark what the pathway through this labyrinth is so that way it's not as deadly and they can find stuff. Uh, and then you have actually I guess in this one you have an adult saying no don't do it, whereas in Thesis and the Minotaur they're they're the ones trying to get him to do it. They're the ones that are like no get the fuck out there here's here's a string find your way through and don't get murdered. Mm-hmm. The animation style for this one at first made me think of Kill a Kill, but then it wasn't as stretchy as yeah. Kill a Kill does. So it was bugging me the entire time. It was it's like, closer to like a Gurren Logan. I was thinking like at first like Cannon Busters once the mechs are coming up. But then I was like, no, Cannon Busters really didn't look like that either. Yeah, the, the closest association in my head was Gurren Logan. 
Maybe. Because it's very bright colored mm -hmm. and it's very like defined. Yeah. So th that's the, the basic uh, summary for this one is girl wants to go on adventure. Her papa doesn't want to let her. And there's a labyrinth and there's monsters. Uh, she gets a, a mysterious letter with a picture of what her dream is. Mm -hmm. So she's like, this is a sign. I got to go. I'm kind of thinking it's the mom because I kind of allude that the mom took off for whatever reason. They don't say why yet. I figured that her, I, I have a feeling her mom is a marker as well. I think it's the one that gave her the, yeah. the, the thing. I have a feeling that's probably one of the reasons too why she's like, I want to do this. Maybe she also has the idea that like, I'll probably run into my mom. Maybe. And, um. Or her mom is a monster. Maybe. <laughs> that's not out of the realm of possibility. The dude could have fucked the monster. No, I just meant like maybe people, <laughs> oh. maybe people turn into monsters. Sal. I guess. <laughs> I mean, they're dude. The monsters look like red eyes, black dragon from Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> that was my first thought. Was like that. I was like, oh damn, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. But um, this one is your. It's not your generic uh, action adventure, but it is. It has the same um setup where kid wants to go to adventure. Adults are telling them no. Trust me, you don't know what you what this actually means. And you're just going along. The thing that I didn't like about it is they flip flop the relationship a lot. They're like, <laughs> "I'm we're 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 butt heads, we're butting heads." Then we're a loving family, but the next episode we're butting heads again. But we're actually, you learned you taught me a lesson. But then again, we're butting heads, and it's just like stick with one. Don't just don't stop going back and forth, back and forth. Because at the end of the first episode, you know, it's just like. All right, if you're going to go out there, I'm going to go with you. We're father and daughter. We got this shit. Starting in the next episode immediately with, ah, oh, you, you lazy piece of shit. Why why can't you do this right? <laughs> and I, that shit just bothered me. It's like, stick with one mood. I don't know. I felt like the relationship was like me and my dad, or our dad. <laughs> so it didn't bother me. <laughs> I guess it's because, yeah, I don't have that relationship with my dad. Like, my dad was always very... Do whatever you want. That's why when I lived in Utah, I almost failed high school because my dad would not, he, he wouldn't care if I did. He's like, yeah, he's like, you didn't go to school. Why didn't you go to school? And I'm like, I wasn't feeling good. And he's like, all right. Yeah, I had, a, I had a similar, I have a similar thing with my dad. Uh, it was actually, I would say that the relationship with this kid and her dad is closer to me and my mom because me and my mom will do that shit all yeah. the time. Same with me and me and my mom because when I moved back here because I was like, I need to finish high school and not get a good enough degree. Yeah. Um, yeah, my mom and my grandma were on my case, but my dad was just like, eh. Yeah, because my dad was the person who would, like, I'd do something, and then my mom would be like, you're not supposed to, and my dad would be like, I mean, when I was his age, I would, <laughs> you know, I would take the truck out with my friends to L.A. for a weekend, it's fine. All he did was, because it'd be like, ah, oh, I spent the night at a friend's house without telling them or something, and it's like, he's in town, fucking whatever. So I, I understand where you're coming from with, like, it seems like they're butting heads too much. But I do think it is just them trying to relate the idea of, like, She is, like, a genius, a family. too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she, they bring it up a lot that she is. She is Jimmy Newton. She graduated college, yeah. like, at yeah. nine or whatever yeah. age she was. I enjoyed it a little bit. It did remind me when they bust out the word kaiju. I thought of yeah. Pacific Rim, like, instantly. And then they went into this little mechanical thing. And I was like, oh, it is Pacific Rim. <laughs> Yeah, I like yeah. the mech. It's not as cool as J Jaguar from God no. Shin Godzilla. The sh no, no, no. Shin Godzilla which, is the, the movie you're one? thinking of. I'm free it was like the most recent Godzilla yeah, anime. It's on Netflix. Was, it's on Netflix. You guys um, didn't watch it. 
I mean, you should. <laughs> it was really good, but that version of Jet Jaguar was was it was the coolest one. Literally, just like a shitty little mech suit some old guy put together <laughs> yeah. to go fight these giant pterodactyls, and it was like it had character. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And yeah, you're right. That that reminds me a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I like robots. Even I like Gundams. Never watched Gundam, but I like to put the model kits together. <laughs> Never yeah. mind. Yeah, this guy's here like, Zaku is cool, and it's like, you don't even know what he does. Yeah. The first Gundam thing I watched was the shitty, what was it, Cadence Lawrence one? The one that we watched, the movie? I I know what movie you're talking about. Uh, There are so many Gundam movies that I can't- The newest one on Netflix. No, no, no. I'm aware. What I'm saying (laughs) is there are so many of them, I couldn't tell you which title it, it was. There's like a volume of them in my head that I can pick from. And I could be any number of those, but it was the most recent one that came out, and it was pretty good. No, it was boring. It was boring to him <laughs> because he didn't realize that Gundam isn't about punching monsters. They're it's, punching it's, robots. Or punching robots. It's not about punching ro- There's very few Gundam series that are just about punching robots. It's mostly about what it's like to be around when giant robots are punching each other. And the answer is it's scary. <laughs> but I like to build Gundam, so that's why I like this one too. Yeah. Robots are cool. This one was a neat one. I liked it. Uh, if I had to give a review for it, I'd probably make it like a six, like a seven. It wasn't like a I'm super duper into it, but it was good. I could have it on, you know. And it, and also, if it were something where it's like I want to watch an anime, but I'm but I'm babysitting my nephew right now, so I can't I can't put on anything too hardcore, too bloody, too gory, too nothing. It's like this is a good, nice little middle ground adventure kind of actiony thing, fun for the whole family robot stuff. Mm-hmm. And it'd be your thoughts then? Oh, I read spoilers from other people that watched it. <laughs> oh, I, already, I already had this perception of it because, like, some people write reviews, yeah. episodic reviews. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I read a few of them. And, like, from the beginning, it reminded me, like, what my sister said about Pacific Rim. But it also made me remind me of Maiden Abyss because they do, mm-hmm. they do go into this labyrinth or this hole and they're going to explore it with unknown territory, which yeah. is pretty cool. The only difference is that Maiden Abyss does not have mechas. And Maiden Abyss <laughs> is uh, markedly more uh, aggressive in, in its its detail. Yeah, storyline-wise yeah. and whatnot. But, like, that's what it reminded me of. But I, it wasn't all right. It wasn't like the most horrible thing I ever watched. But like, it is something you would put in the background while you're watching. And then I looked at what the sakugan mean because my sister was curious or what it meant. And it's like sacks and guns. I see the guns, but I don't get what the sack means. It's <laughs> probably the backpack. Yeah, I think no? so. Okay. Her her yeah. llama plushie is cool. I like the plushie Tony. Well, I guess that's the name of the robot yeah. too, but. That llama plushie is cool. I, if they made a plushie, I would buy that for my girlfriend. I'm pretty sure they have llama plushies. But I want that That's one. That's one? Yeah. yeah. They probably will. It wouldn't be that hard, though. Making a plushed anim- like plush animal is not difficult. That is an alarm clock and acts like an uh, <laughs> airbag? That The airbag is the difficult part. <laughs> yeah. Because then you have to make it with an actual airbag in it, and that's dangerous. Those mm. things uh, hurt. <laughs> You don't want that going off just when it's sit when the alarm goes off and it sets off the well, air. That's bed. how would you would wake up for sure again? Kick <laughs> off the bed. <laughs> it's like shit. I'm up now. <laughs> At least you won't have to worry about that moment where you're like, oh, I have to get out of the blankets right now. You'd be on the floor. You'd be fine. You'd be immediately cold, but you'd be fine. So your guys's uh, rankings recommendations. Would mm. you recommend it? 
I would recommend it if like you just need something to watch mm-hmm. and it's like the filler time when you're waiting for something. I would say it's like a five for me. No, I agree with my sister. But I would give it a six because Two. it has action mm-hmm. yeah. and it has mecha robots. Yeah, so I give it an eight because <laughs> the the Tony robot. The Tony robot is cool. Yeah. And this is one that I, I would actually be interested to see what happens from here out. Because there are so many where, like, we, we watch them and the three episodes is all we ever watch because it's just like, yeah, this is fine, mm, I guess. I, I go back to watch them. Like, I finished. We both finished Wonder Egg. Yeah. I finished Tor Mia. I finished the first part of Jobless Reincarnation. I finished Arcane. Uh, yeah, the show's trash. Me and my Our girlfriend are great. watching um, Ranking of Kings. Have Ranking you seen of that Kings one? Is pretty good. I that one's hella good. Yeah, I, I I think I watched up to episode five with that one. That, that one's hella good. good. That one I finished. You haven't watched that one yet? No. Bro, you gotta. It's about a baby. He's not a baby. Like he a... looks like a baby, though. Yeah. They drew him to look like a baby. But he's a kid. He's a kid who... Uh, he's trying to be the greatest king of all. And he also can't speak. Because he's mute. No, he's just deaf. He's just deaf. Yeah, he's not mute. He's no. just deaf. Which sucks. Yeah. Because then you can't hear what people are saying. And he meets a shadow that helps him out. That looks like boobies. <laughs> yeah. Like drawn boobies not yeah. like actual boobies <laughs> that'd be off-putting that would be very off-putting <laughs> but uh moving on to the last one the the, the not the bestest one because the, the saku gun was the coolest one. Oh no no i like this one way more <laughs> and it was, was the, the heike story right yeah yeah that one uh that one's about a little girl who is growing up in actually you wrote a little bit about yeah, it so I'll, I'll let you talked about this yeah sort of take that away oh, yeah like, if I remember the name. So, the Heike Monogatari, or the story of Heike, is um, an epic Japanese tale. So, you can read it <laughs> and like it, like it. Um, and so, like, I, I think I have to go through based on what the anime is. So, it's about this little girl named Biwa. And she has the power, but she, she is a he because her dad raised her as a him. Because mm-hmm. during those times, like, you don't want to be... Um, you don't want to be a girl because that's not great for you. Yeah, it's not great for you. Not even in these times, it's not great for you. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so it ends up happening. Like She has the power to see the future. And so what she sees is basically the ending of the Tyra clan. And so that is the her, the focus or the narrator or the main character is Biwa. But what really happens in the Heike Monogatari, sadly, there is no supernatural mm-hmm. um, occurrences. There's no female who can tell you the future and whatnot. But what the historical core is, it is a battle between the Minamoto clan and the Taira clan um, for power. And so what you get is that our focus on this series is on the Taira clan. And so what ends up happening is about this grandfather who wants to take over all of Japan and just using the emperor as the front frontal face front face of his plans. Um, but ends up happening is that like you see the corruption behind what the Tyra clan is doing. And so to leverage it, they decided, okay, we need the Miyamoto clan to stop the Tyra clan from overtaking the entire empire and entire Japan. And so you don't, in the three episodes, don't focus on the Miyamoto clan. They're in the background. Mm-hmm. But you, what you're focusing on is that Biwa is 
who hates the Tyra clan learns to actually like some of the Tyra clan people, mm-hmm. um, particularly um, Shigure's family and the dynamics of that within three episodes. But ideally, you should like read the literature behind it because、yep. a lot of the stories behind it, like what happened to Shigure, Shigure and his family and whatnot,、um, they're all like little snippet stories from the actual piece of literature that's going through it. One thing about this that you would you would probably be able to understand, Sal. This to the Heike story, it's not as a, it's not as aggressive, but this anime is to the Heike story what the Yasuke anime is to the story <laughs> of Yasuke, where like you hear about the you hear the plot of it. And and you have that historical background, and you go, that'd be really cool to look at. And then you start watching it, and you're like, why is there magic? What's you, going on? Did you watch the Yasuke anime? Probably not. No, I did not watch that. It's it's historically、uh, accurate. It's aggressively stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Yasuke was such a cool character, and when they they first announced that they were making an anime about him, I was like, that's great. Yeah, Cruz would not shut up. He、yeah. was like, he was the first black swordsman in me. No, no, no. He was、Adrian. a Black samurai, which is just not a we, thing that happens. Ever, we're like, that's、so. cool. So he's like Blade, but he doesn't hunt vampires. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, he does so much badass. He's like, picture John Wick, but with the samurai sword. And well, I was like, specifically the last, like in that with that guy, the last things like four years of his life. You, there's actually like a middle part where we don't know what the fuck happened to him. But the last four years of his life was just like. Battle after battle after battle, and he eventually dies in battle, and it's this really cool thing. And yeah, I remember so hearing that. So me and Adrian were like, "Oh, that sounds cool." So then we check it out, and the beginning of this Yasuke historically accurate anime has like fucking mechs and magic, <laughs> mechs and I was and like, wizards and shit. And I, was <laughs> I was like, "Why? Damn! How did we? Do this how did Japan? Story? How did Japan lose the war when they have mechs and magic?" <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those things where it's like the the story's there. And it's so good. All it has to, all you have to do is animate it. And then they were like, "But, but what if we put wizards in it and a dude that can turn into a bear and lady, lady that can turn into a bear,、uh, and and then some robots and shit." And then it's like, "What is this anymore?" The, Yasuke was way more aggressive with it, but the Heike story is a little bit like that. Where, and I, I understand they had to pick like a narrative character, and so they they invented one that would be omniscient enough. For you to be able to, I guess, as the story progresses, yeah, she doesn't know more like, about what's going on. In、but. the first three episodes, like Biwa does not interact or change the、yeah. future or what's going to happen. So she's just there to to observe what's going on, and then you would have like instances where, like, they have a different narrator. And they're the one talking about what's happening due、yeah. to the actions, and that's historically accurate because the、um, Heike Monogatari is supposed supposed to be sung, yeah, as opposed it's a, it's to yeah songs. songs. And so, like, you have this little narrator telling you what's going on. And you actually the hear、thing. the music. And、yeah. That was my favorite part. And so, like, that's where、oh, like the historical literary like art comes from and whatnot. So I appreciate、mm. that part、mm. more, and so. Yeah, she. There's magic in there by seeing the future, but it's not like one that would conflict with the historical、yeah. accuracy of it. it、so. I think it is very much just as as a means for them to be able to be like, okay, this is how the audience is going to experience most of what's going on. It's this little girl who can kind of see where everything is going,、mm-hmm. and I think that's the reason why she exists. But then there's also the plot hook of they killed my dad, and 
and now I'm aggressively angry at them, and, and just, oh, there's just extra imagine stuff added in there. This she did have the power back in the day, just no one knew it. Well, I mean, also that yeah. character just didn't yeah. didn't exist. <laughs> that that the character in the anime is you while you're reading the story, which then they just they actually made that into a whole character, and now you watch the character that should be you watching the thing, and that's the part that it's a couple degrees of separation that that did make it a little bit weird for me. Well, then if you put it that way, then I guess it would make sense why they gave her the magic eye because if that's you, what I'm saying, yeah, yeah use the because. Reader. Because you Word as the reader know. should know all this stuff because you're reading I don't know this it. stuff. I had no clues it was based on a real thing. <laughs> it's, it like, it's like you try like to engage people that don't know this story. Uh-huh. They have to make it yep. entertaining as possible because if you read it as like it's the story itself, it'd be pretty boring if you don't like historical stuff. But like um, samurais and whatnot, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I did one thing that I really liked and that is a huge positive for this anime for me is the fact that they try to make the art style look like those old Japanese paintings. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I thought that was really cool because that was them looking at something that would have been like contemporary art for the time. And it just reminds me of now how occasionally you have like movies that are set in like the 30s or the 40s and then they will purposely make them black and white cuz it's like, well, if a movie came out at that time, it would look like that. Yeah, I liked that and then I hated that at the same time the animation cuz I think it was the grandpa's wife. Yeah. Really bothered me. Her eyebrows were just like two circles. <laughs> but then it made sense. Like as I was watching, it's like, oh, they're going for that. And yeah. that's what they. That's also one of the reasons why a lot of them, their eyebrows are just lines that mm-hmm. go in a direction. And they have like that weird, like really smooth, like almost fish like, like look to them. You know, how, like yeah. a fish looks super smooth. And like. After I noticed, I didn't notice until like episode two, and I was like, "This looks so familiar." And then I thought of Animal Crossing, and I was like, "It's the art style. <laughs> That's why." Yeah, oh, you made the connection. That's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if like if you read those stuff, um, like when it comes to like how their facials are, usually in I think in during the Heian times, they like women would purposely black out their teeth. So they would like hide their, so they would hide, purposely hide their teeth by blacking them out because it's oh. supposed to be a definition of beauty because you don't want to show your teeth. Okay. Yeah. And so when the they're eye- drawing, right? Like in no, the this is a real life historical. Mm, yeah. No, no, what I'm asking is like they yeah. would black out their teeth in the drawings or in real life? No, in real. It's the form of makeup. Yeah. But if you're, if how you, are you, what are you picturing them doing? I'm picturing them like an opium addict with black teeth. That's, that's how I was like, ew. It sounds terrible. No, 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 not, not quite. You're close. Not quite it. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, if, if someone came at me with black teeth, I'd be like, do you need to go to a dentist? <laughs> they didn't have dentists back then. Not really. I'm pretty sure they had some sort of. They had people that worked on teeth. Dentistry yeah. as a practice is not the same thing. <laughs> so you like barbers were not surgeons. They would perform surgery though. Yeah, but that makes sense. That's why in Flapjack there was the barber surgeon. Yeah, and that's the reason why they have the little red mm-hmm. stripe and the, the spinny thingy it's to show that they do surgery. Mm-hmm. They would also be your dentist sometimes, which is messed up. So if you were to show this to your class, would you have them just read the book or would you be like, hey, read the book and watch episode one and like this point of episode two? Or would you just have them not watch the anime at all? So if I assign the Heite Monogatari 
I would assign Helen McCollin's version because it's a lot shorter and also it's prose rather than um, lyrical poetry. Mm. And I would specifically pick like episodes from the series because one particular episode that's like episode five in this Heike Monogate anime is about Atsumori, mm. which is basically about this little boy and his flute. And what ends up happening is he dies in battle at the ocean shore. But that story is particularly famous because they're talking about this young person about like the age of 13 that's going into war, not necessarily knowing what's going to happen to him. And so the flute itself is the representation of innocence. And so if you watch this a little bit forward, watch this series a bit more, you'll get to that story. And it's particularly famous for um, the sadness that it brings, but also the fact that there's a no drama as well called Atsumori. And usually um, in this particular um, storyline, even with the Heike Monogate, if you don't know like Buddhist principles, there's a lot of Buddhist principles as well Mm -hmm. that goes along with it. Um, And so like I would purposely pick episodes from this anime and then correlate it back to the literature we read. Yeah, but the narrative in general is not something that you would necessarily recommend as yeah. as a historically accurate no. to the thing source. No. I figured. That being said, I still very much like this one. It, it was probably the one that I liked the most. It was my second favorite. I'd probably give this one like a seven. <clears throat> I, Although I would recommend it to very few people only if I knew that they had a specific interest in similar topics. Yeah, I didn't even know this was based on a real thing until you said something. So I would recommend it to no one because <laughs> they would be like, why are, you, why are you trying to get me to watch this story about this girl? And I'd be like, it's based on a real life event. And they'll be like, OK. And then they'll look into it and be like, that's too much reading because <laughs> our friend group is very much like that. We don't have a whole lot of readers. No, no. I read, but I don't read because I listen to Audible. So I, I use Audible books, yeah, audio books. I, I read quite a bit. But I think I'm the one that probably reads the most out of all of us. Like physically reading, physically me and my reading. girlfriend, uh, we get we bought the same book to read it together, and that's the reading I've been doing. That's about it. I listen to books. I read. I listen to hella books. I don't like the movie Dick move book. That shit was boring. Herman Melville is a hard. It's a hard read for anyone. Have you read Moby Dick? No. Don't. You want to? You want to know a, a hard <laughs> Herman Melville? <laughs> You want to know a hard Herman Melville to read? Bartleby the Scrivener. That one is a nightmare. It's good, but it's a nightmare to get through. Like I was listening to The Count of Monte Cristo. That one fucks. And that one was okay. That's my favorite book I was ever. listening to Don Quixote. And that one, one was books. okay, too. And then so I was like, there's a lot of similarities to Shrek. That's, yes. Yeah. That's intentional. Mm-hmm. I believe so, you pointed that out to me once yeah. and I told you that, yes, that is in fact what it is. Mm-hmm. Shrek is just Don Quixote with some changes, but it's mostly <laughs> Don Quixote. Mm-hmm. If you want to read a more complex book, not because of how long it is, you read The House of Leaves. I was going to check out mm-hmm. this book called The House on Needle Street. It's about, it's a horror story. I haven't gotten it yet, but I was going <laughs> to. I just like that your your brain made that association with books about a house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you should you should read House of Leaves. That one house sounds familiar, leaves. but what's that one? It's 
So the issue with this book is that you're reading two different stories at the、mm-hmm. same time. So you have the story, the the typical narration story plot, and then there's a story in the annotations. And、mm-hmm. so you are reading about this person that encounters this book called the House of Leaves, and all his notes are in there annotating that story. That actually <laughs> reminds me of um,、uh, what's what's it called? That reminds me of、uh, the Stormlight Archives. The King in Yellow.、Is. Did you ever read the King? It's a horror story. It's a collection of horror. It's actually an anthology, but it's similar. It all involves a play called The King in Yellow. You don't ever actually read it, but it's it's a play that supposedly it was published at one point and it made people go a little bit nuts.、Um, and all the stories involve this play, but as you're reading the stories through, you get a little bit more of what the play is actually about through it. So as you're reading the story, you're reading the play that inspired. The story, even though the play itself is actually fictional, you never actually get the full thing. But it's enough for you to be like, I want to, say, I want to read more. But like that idea of like you're already reading one thing, but also you're reading a completely different story at the same time. Yeah, it's pretty much like that. And then like you can't read this on audio because the issue is that this book, like. Messes up the format of what a book should be. So you have like text on the side, text、mm-hmm. in red, text in like different colors and different symbols. So it just messes with your mind. And it's seven, it's seven, it's seven hundred pages. Goddamn! Yeah, it's not the longest read you've ever done. <laughs> in audio form, probably no, probably no, not. In audio form, definitely <laughs> not, dude. <laughs> Because he'll I... be like, "Oh, you should check this book out," and then I'll pull it up on Audible, and it's like eighteen hours long. And, and that, it's like why? <laughs> yeah, because the ones I read, I don't buy a book unless it's at least more than ten hours. Because we work for eight hours, so sometimes I'll finish a book if it's under eight while I'm working. And I'm like, great. Well, now what am I gonna listen to now? So I started the Stormlight Archives, and the first book, A Way of Kings, like twenty four hours. The next one,、uh, Warders of Radiance, was、uh, like thirty eight hours. Oathbringer, forty-two hours, and then Rhythm of War was like forty-eight or something like that. And I have Rhythm of War, and it's thick. And the library actually has. I'm surprised they have it, but they're thick-ass books.、Yeah. I like those ones. But you'd have to physically read House of Leaves. Yeah. yeah. Which you, you don't typically physically read things, so that might、well, be a little bit. I I wake up, get ready, go to work. And play games. Yeah. So I just don't make time. Well, I would read at work when I'm, me and Brittany were reading the book. I would read at break、uh, during my breaks. But overall, I I thought this one was okay. It's、oh, my okay. second favorite out of the three. So I give it like a, like a seven. It was cool enough that I enjoyed it. Did not know that it was based on history. So if I do continue, I'm just gonna be thinking in the back. I'm like, this is based off real events. These are real people. That's no, no. The girl did not exist. Well, yeah, not the girl, but the rest. <laughs> and also, is it something that is like is the the Heike story even something that is historically accurate? It's not historically accurate, but there was a war at the time. Yeah, because I I've yeah. I've heard of it referenced the same way that we reference like Troy. Yeah. Like the the Trojan War, where like we know that there was a war involving Troy, but the Achilles, the Pericles, all that stuff, Helen of Troy. Probably like Achilles didn't exist, and a lot of that probably didn't happen, or didn't happen in that order, or it's a story that's been passed down so long that what it actually was and the story we have now, you know, 
you get a lot of oral tradition with with uh, older literature. There's probably been quite a bit of a, a difference in 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 the te- like the tale and what actually happened. Yeah, it's yeah. like based on a particular war, but like the storylines and the epicness, like with Atsumori, like is all fictionalized because it's been passed down orally through yeah. the ages. So it's that a- would have been like the Sengaku period, right? Yeah, when it, the entirety of Japan was yeah. at war for yeah different reasons yeah so like basically you just have these stories about these individuals that make it seem like they're cooler than they appear yeah because because i know that like with the trojan or achilles it's likely he was based on a dude that actually did exist but then you get those people who are like yeah and and then he killed like 30 guys in a row everyone when in reality like that probably was just something that somebody added on to make the story cooler and in reality, probably or, killed thirty-one, or maybe thirty people <laughs> did die, but it wasn't this one guy. Maybe it was one guy and also, you know, twenty troops. And it's like, okay, well, then, then, then that together, <laughs> killing thirty people, that makes it's like almost one to one. That makes a little bit You're of trying sense. Trying to tell me King Arthur wasn't a thing. King Arthur didn't exist. He did. No, he had. He he had the. Whole, there's like a whole documentary on BBC. <laughs> <laughs> trying to tell me those British assholes are lying. <laughs> King Arthur, I believe, is also one of those characters where, like, we're pretty sure he's based off of, I think it was, like, a Danish dude. Um, I never met But obviously, dude. he never pulled a sword out of a lake nor a stone. You don't know uh, that. There was never an old wizard named Merlin who aged in reverse and gave him the ability to become the king of England, uh, which actually at the time would have just been the king of Britain. But Britain, B-R-I-T-O-N, not the way we spell it now. Uh, and uh, all of the stuff with... His wife. I don't know, and bro. His son the, the story and is his so wild. His wife, all that stuff probably didn't happen. There's the story is so wild that it has to be real. That's not how that works. That's how. That's exactly. Was the, the don't bring up Sherlock Holmes <laughs> no. because that doesn't make sense. Okay, I understand no. what you're saying. That the Sherlock Holmes thing of like when you've exhausted all of the possibilities, the least probable thing is probably true. No, I was gonna say uh, the absence of evidence isn't the evidence of absence. <laughs> that also doesn't. <laughs> All you're saying is that it's possible that he was a real guy and the stories happened that way. Dude. But we also, like, There's we have so records many... of some of the dudes who wrote those stories. That's like trying to say Jesus isn't real. That's <laughs> We have stories of Jesus and King Arthur, so they, they, they're they real. We have Yeah, but we have historical references to Jesus. Do we, though? Yes, from, from Rome. I don't know. Pontius Pilate was the no. dude who had him. <laughs> there you go again. Every time I bring up Pontius Pilate as a real person who we know exists, we have census data of him. This guy goes, I don't know, man. He sounds fictional. <laughs> you and your and Jewish you're propaganda here, again. You're over here telling me that the story of pulling a of, of some wet lady climbing up out of a lake and being like, here's a sword. You're now the king is more realistic. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> that makes it. Women like to swim. I like to sw- I can swim. Our friends can't swim. Do you know how heavy a sword is? Not. It's like, I don't know. It depends it's on like the 10, sword. 13 pounds. Yeah, and the metal. And it's wet. So the lady was probably like, that was buff. You, <laughs> my point is, do you think she was able to climb out of the lake perfectly holding? I feel like if you were to go get a sword out of a lake, it would look awkward. And it wouldn't be a lady that would present Maybe it to you Maybe she was all. practicing for she, that moment. Okay, first off, Practice the lady of the lake in that perfect. story is like a ghost lady. Like, she's a spirit. She's not a real... That's not a woman from town who walked in and was like, I found a sword. Who wants it? I don't know. But uh, 
Lynn, is there anything you want to plug in, say, thoughts about Cruz and his life, about Jesus? So, I would rate the Hey Kimona Gracias oh, right. 8, yes. eight, eight out of 10. Um, if you're interested in historical stuff, like, mm-hmm. ideally, this is something you should watch. It's a bit slow, but our artistically and, like, storyline, like, and literature aspects of it, I would say it's a go that yeah. you should check it out. Yeah, I give this like a like a solid seven. I wouldn't recommend it to any of our friends, but if someone were to ask me if they wanted a, a historical anime to watch, I would do this one. This one over Yasuke oh, so way, much. So much more. Yeah. Yasuke was trash. And then, and then you'll get more dibs because you're a person of culture if yeah. you if you read Heike Monogate and watch the series at least. So. You hear that, Vince? This is how you <laughs> oh get yourself God. a Japanese woman. No. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this dude. Dude, last time we went to McDonald's, I order my food oh, and funny. I say, "Thank you." Like, I'm trying to order more. She's like, "All right, it's gonna be blah 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 blah." Goes and then I'm like, "Wait, <laughs> I, wa- I wasn't done." <laughs> He's like yelling at like the speaker, like, "I'm still here. <laughs> she, I want one more food." And I keep saying like, "Hello." <laughs> Knowing that she can hear me, so Cruz is like, back up and do it again. And I was like, Ugh. And then she's like, what's up, bro? And it's just like, I wasn't done ordering yet. That sucks. Yeah. That drive-thru experience took us like 20 minutes yeah. because of that. Yeah, I mean, Brittany's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, why? She's like, it's 1030 and you haven't said you're home yet. And I was like, yeah, we went to McDonald's. <laughs> Uh, what were your thoughts oh, about the show? Um, I don't really like historical dramas, so it was kind of like, hmm, it's, it's cute. But if you were to watch it, I guess you would watch it. I mean, she obviously knows more, so that's why she told us to watch it. Which makes sense, because you could, if you're a teacher, you could use it as a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you actually teach history that's not just American history, then you can use it as a plug. Which they probably should because American or world history sucks yeah. in general in America. Yeah, usually it's just focused on what's happening in Europe. Yeah, I don't know. And I think because the only thing I like about it is because I, when I went to Japan, like to know that these things have happened mm-hmm. on that land, I think that's like the more exciting piece yeah. to know that there there were people who just bloody died by the sword everywhere that you walk in Japan, Damn. which is... I think makes it more real and then when you when I watch it because I've seen those buildings in Japan then that makes me like oh like that's legit real mm-hmm. um, versus and you get to like, learn a little bit about the Tory gates too yeah. yeah so there's I think if you plan to go to Japan and you want like that historical experience and know how anime works with that piece and why people write that then I would, would watch that that's <clears throat> that's the plan is to go to Japan, but this COVID shit just keeps <laughs> getting know, the goddamn way. Close. Yeah. So the plan was to go this year, 2022, but Japan is just like, no, we're closed, guys. And so now I guess we're going to go to Ireland, go hang out with Game of Thrones people and potatoes, I guess. Ireland's nice. I wanted to go to Ireland. Yeah, I want to go. <laughs> I'm not going, but I want to go. Yeah, we're going. It's me, our friend, me, Brittany, and my friend, our friend Vince. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go because he went with us to Portland in November." 
And I was surprised that he went because we we invited him, and most of the time you invite people, and most of the time they're like, yeah, for sure, and then they bail out last second. But he's like, all right, so when are we getting the tickets? And I was like, oh, shit, homeboy's actually going to go. <laughs> so then, yeah, we went, and he liked it, and he wants to go back, but with our his his friend Michael. So like, all right, well, if we go, we can all just go again together because makes it cheaper on everyone. Plus, my girlfriend really likes sour beer. They have a lot of that over there. So does Michael, apparently. So if we go again to Portland, it's going to be four of us now. And I was like, well, I'm not sharing a bed with Michael. So <laughs> guess I got to share a bed with you, Brittany. <laughs> and she's like, no shit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I thought I was going to be with Vince. <laughs> but it was cool. So, yeah, Japan is where Vince wants to go because he's the one that wanted to go. His goal was to go there before 30. That's not going to happen. COVID happened last year when he's 30. Now he's going to turn 31. (laughs) So he's kind of behind, and COVID again is probably going to prevent him from going this year. So That's why I need to go again. We should all go. I told her, I was like, once once they open the gates, like, we're just going. (laughs) We should all go together. That way we can all share the hotel. Make the hotels cheap. are the hotels cheaper. Are not that expensive. Yeah. Yeah, but it's be even or more. Or if you stay at a hostel, cheap. that's yeah. even more fun too. Girlfriend does not want to do. I don't want to do. It's I, not, I get. It's I'm not a, at all like the not movie like, hostel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not that. Like that's no, a whole other. Yeah, that happens in Europe. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't sleep comfortably with other people. With around. no, with when I'm in places that I don't know, like if I when uh, the first time we slept in Portland. Like, I kept locking the door, making sure the door was locked. <laughs> when we had the people that we know in Washington come down here to California, I was like, all right, when me and Brittany leave, do you guys have a gun? And they're like, no, we have children. <laughs> I was like, do you have a knife? And they're like, no, why? They were sleeping in Monterey. And so I was like, this place isn't that bad. But when we leave, lock the door, put a chair behind it, <laughs> whatever can make noises. <laughs> using your paranoid so you're just going out of your way to make them paranoid too so so even when uh this or last year when we with vince like well now there's two dudes in the in the room so if anyone were to break in there's two more hands to be thrown and i just kept locking the door i was the last one to go to sleep at the middle which is like try to make sure everything was locked it's just like i don't like it like i'll sleep comfortable in my house no problem i'll yeah. sleep at cruise i'll sleep at someone else's house no problem but and it's like hotels, it's like, no. You have to claim your space first. It's like, uh, as if there's a gun in the room, then I don't have to worry. Because if anyone breaks in, they're getting shot. <laughs> but I don't think they're going to let me carry a gun in Japan. And no, I don't own no, a they gun. Yeah. They, absolutely they also don't won't. really lock their doors. Yeah. It's very... Fr- and like, if you drop something, I think like one of the students had dropped something. And like, she thought it was gone forever. And then like... An hour later, it was like at the police station. They're like, "Oh, here's your wallet back." Like, Damn, yeah. Japan just too tr- If I found the wallet, if there's <laughs> cash, I'm taking it. That's it. <laughs> but if there's credit cards, I'm not going to use that because I found the wallet before in uh, the mall. They didn't have anything on there. Uh, they just had their ID and their credit cards, and I just looked at the ID and I was like, oh, "All right, they're in here in Selena." So I go in and knock on the door, and the lady was very happy that I didn't take a credit card. And I was like, "Nah, bro." But if there's cash. It's <laughs> a whole nother story. <laughs> I would have been like, I don't know, dude. I found it like this. You're a terrible person. I am. I like to. So now I use. <laughs> oh so God. before when I go to Target, I would purposely stand there to let people like to, to 
but they're reversing. People get nervous when you're watching them reverse. So I'd stand there to be an asshole. So now I've done this thing where I'm I've reversed so the person is getting ready to come in and then I should go back forward. And then like I just keep fixing myself until they eventually leave. <laughs> so I'm just terrible. Now you know who that person is at Target. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the Salinas area and you see a small black car and That's you're trying it. to take my space, it's me. Oh, my God. <laughs> you might as well just move on. <laughs> you can throw hands if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, that, that about wraps it up. Yeah, do you have anything to plug in? I guess you can yeah, I guess you can follow me on Twitter. I don't really post that much anymore. It's Lin Lin Says, but it's L Y N L Y N S A Y S. And then once you look at my Twitter, then you can click into the C V R articles. And that's where you find me. I do have a blog too, but I haven't posted anything in a year. Dang. Yeah. It's a you new can, year. You can, yeah, you can start yeah. with being like, I was on the Nakama. <laughs> Fuck those yeah, I'm gonna, guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I would put it, and everyone's going to be shit like. on it. Yeah, It'd be great. Yeah. Be like, the, crew, the, the co-host with the glasses sucked. We both have glasses. <laughs> no, that's why. <laughs> but I guess that's it for the episode. Yeah. Bye.